It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Psalms in chapter 78. Psalm 78. Um, We'll begin reading in verse 1. I don't, if we had the time, I would read probably the entire chapter. Um, Really, my thought this week is coming from the entire chapter. Um, I would like to preach, if I could title it this, I, I would just entitle it, Sorry, I'm Not Willing. Sorry, I am not willing. <clears throat> let's go ahead and read, read the text here. Let's read about verses 1 through verse 8. And then I want to, to take you to verse 41. I'll explain kind of the thought on my mind for this week, where we're going, and then we'll begin to get into the Word of God and break this chapter down a little bit and see what we can glean out of it. The Bible says this, Psalms chapter 78 <clears throat> and verse 1. Psalms chapter 78 and verse 1, it says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come praise, the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, and he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments." And be not as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, whose spirit was not steadfast with God. If we jump ahead in the chapter now and look at verse 41, it says, Yea, they turned back and tempted God, and I want you to notice this last phrase, and limited the Holy One of Israel. Now that verse there might put a little bit of a a, a spin or, or a catch twenty two to those that that um, those that take the sovereignty of God to to a way far I don't know what to say it left or right uh, level that a lot of Calvinists they they go so much on the sovereignty of God that they leave man no free will. But here is a case in the Word of God where we find that God wanted to do something through a group of people and could have done something through a group of people, much more than what He did. But the people, not God, the people limited what God could do in their life. My question this week is, how did they limit him, first of all? What did they do that limited it? What, what's that mean when we limit God? As we begin to look into Psalms chapter 78, let me try to give you some context here. 
just through reading it and thinking about it for quite a bit and reading a book or two about it, or, or portions of the books anyway, I think I'd be safe to say this, that here in this psalm, we find some history of Israel. And in this history, we find there are very many past generations in the history of Israel that this talks about. A generation that limited God. A generation that wouldn't allow God to do the work in their life and through their life that he really wanted to do. They came to a point that said, nope, that's enough, God. We don't want you doing anymore. We don't want you working anymore in our lives. And they just stopped right there. So we see these past generations that have limited God. But at the very beginning, we find Asaph... He's, here he is writing this to, to, to the people saying, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. And he begins going and saying, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. I see Asaph here. He's concerned with the generation coming on the scene. So here's, if, if you'll give me the liberty to say it, here's a preacher who is concerned that the generation that is coming on the scene not follow the mistakes of the past generation. I think I'd be safe to say it in this way, that here in this psalm, in Psalm chapter 78, we find a generation in the balance. We don't know which way yet they're going to go. They may go the way that their fathers went, uh, uh, the way of not going all the way for God, the way of limiting God. And while they might pretend to serve Him and, and go half-heartedly, that they're not all in. Or they could go the opposite way and get all in for God, and God could just do a mighty work. But we don't know which way they're going to go. And there are some key, key things in this text, some lessons that we can pull from it and begin to apply to our own lives. And I think if we begin to apply this, we can keep ourselves from making the mistakes that past generations have made. Here's kind of where I'm coming from. While we know that this was written to Israel and is history of Israel written to another generation of Israelis? You've got this is written around the time of David, and the kingdom's kind of hitting a high point. But there's some application, a lot of application actually, that can and needs to be drawn for us today. Because I'm afraid we find ourselves in the same exact places. And if we were to look at our time right now, we look back at the past couple of ge generations, we'll say, you know, the, especially the, the, the past one, but let's say from the 1950s, 1970s on, there has been a generation 
that it seems that have been coming on the scene and they don't have a lot to say about what God's done. They don't have any, not many have experiences of uh, of revivals that they saw or, or times where they got to see God doing great and mighty works. And it's sad to me. As I look back, and I know I'm I'm young, but there is a generation in our churches today, the generation that now is, for the most part, taking the leadership in the churches. And a lot of them have never sold out to God. And I think I can prove that to you throughout this week. Here's my concern. Here's where I find myself. And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I don't have uh, uh, anybody in my sights that I'm trying to take shots at here. I'm just trying to preach the Word of God and look at our times, apply it as I, I see it and as the Holy Spirit's been dealing it in my own heart. But the way I understand it, that when you limit God, that means God wanted to do something. God could have done something great through somebody's life. But because of something in that person, they, in a sense, restrained God and said, no, Lord, you, you can do this. I want to see you work in this way or in, in this manner, but that, no, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't have that area of my life. I, I hope you get where I'm going there, how we can limit God. I am convinced, as convinced can be, that God is the same today as He has always been, God's power has not changed one iota. He is the same God. He's got the same power. He has the same, if I could say it, the same will. But it is men, it is the people of God that I'm afraid have hindered the work of God the most in past years. We know that the Bible says that The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we know that men have free will and can reject God. But there's a lot less missionaries going today than there used to be. It's not that God's not calling anymore, it's that people aren't responding. I don't see a lot of the convicting power of God in churches like I have heard of and read about in in days gone by. Times where people would literally be so under conviction by the Holy Spirit of God and so condemned by their sin that they would come running down the aisle wanting to get saved. They'd be broken over their sin. Now we can't even get church members to be serious with God in church. And the question that comes to my mind is this. I'm not concerned with everybody else. I'm concerned with me. And I ask that you do the same. That you be concerned with yourself and nobody else. I'm not preaching this to to 
your brother, your sister, your your mom or your dad or, or, or your sons and your daughters. I am preaching to whoever is hearing this. This is something God has put on my heart. God has been dealing with me in my own life on several things and I believe you need to hear this as well. I want you to ask your question throughout this week as we begin to get into this. Am I limiting God in what God wants to do through me? Now, Just to give us quickly a little bit of introduction here as well. I see in the first part of this chapter that there is a responsibility of the present generation to be teaching the generation that is coming on. Here's Asaph teaching the next generation and challenging them to teach their children so that their children can teach their children so that we keep on passing down truth. I believe we have a responsibility to be passing truth to the next generation, to be telling them what God does, what God can do, and to be pointing them back to God. He says, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works, which He hath done. Now there's a reason we've got to be sharing this with them. In verse 7, it gives us the answer. That they might set their hope in God and forget not the works of God, but keep His commandments. There's a generation coming on the scene today that they have no concept, I'm afraid, of the true workings of God, of the true power of God. They have no true understanding of the Word of God. They're a spiritually ignorant bunch of people. How can we expect to go on with God? How can we expect to see God do great things through our lives when we've built up these walls of resistance, boundary lines that God's not allowed to cross. The Lord will help us. This is where we're going to be dealing in this week. Please tune in again tomorrow, and we'll continue in our thought. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.